What's up, everybody? Another edition of The Dumbest Timeline. And I say this every week, and I hope you all understand the importance of trying to make our way out of this ridiculous situation and into something far more comprehensible. But until we do, we're just going to have to talk about it, which is healthy. And this week, we have a wonderful guest, uh, a former DJ from a little station I worked at back in the day, uh, someone that I've known for how many years have we known each other? I know, I know right? like a weirdly long time, I right? guess. That's what's fun. 13. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelly Kay is in the pod today. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to get in to all this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm scared, <laughs> terrified, but happy to be here. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm very happy that you're here. Uh, we so, in true Dumbest Timeline preparation fashion, I hit you up just to talk about something silly. And that turned into a very interesting conversation about, and I'm going to bring this up onto the screen and I'll let you introduce the subject. Nice. Here we go. Metaverse. I guess you could call it the metaverse concerts. Here we have this article from Fortnite to Roblox, the best in-game concerts ever ranked. And this is from last year. So I was surprised they had this much to rank, honestly, in this article. Yeah. When you told, when you sent me this article and said, yeah, they, they've ranked them. I was just like, Wait, how do you rank? I was like, there have been more than one? Because the only one I knew about was Travis, which yes. is, I think, the one of the biggest ones. I don't know if it was one of the first as to why it became so popular, but... Uh, I'm not sure. I was looking into this a bit, like the history. I retained almost zero information from my research, of course. But turns out, fun fact, the first virtual online concert was done by like Duran Duran really in either the late it was either like 99 or like the early 2000s if i'm not mistaken which like that i don't recall obviously like at all i didn't right. know who duran duran was at that point in time barely what the internet was i'm sure well no i was pretty <laughs> online like with neopets and chatting with like sketchy <laughs> people on emerson or whatever the chat rooms like were. yahoo chat yeah. yeah yeah exactly um but yeah apparently this dates back way longer than we could have ever expected so that is wild. I'm, I'm going to pull it back up onto the screen. If anyone's listening to this, feel free to watch this one because I feel like we are going to want to look through some of these just as we discuss it. But I, the first one I saw listed is, I first, again, didn't know, Ariana Grande did a performance in Fortnite. Mm -hmm. uh, they have something called Block by Block West, which is obviously a reference to South by Southwest in Austin. And, the, you know, Travis Astronomical on Fortnite is number three. We have Royal Bloods, Royal Blood, Roblox, Lil Nas X did one in Roblox, mm -hmm. Hospitality in the Void, Minecraft, Corn did one in Adventure Quest 3D, and uh, yeah, so that's the whole list. Oh boy. And I am shocked, I am shocked first of all that there's that many concerts, mm -hmm. but one of the things that we discussed was you had a take on it, so oh. I want to hear that take first. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, my problematic moment. Well, not really problematic. But yeah, initially when we were talking about the subject, I was like, so, like, I don't know, there's something to me about blah, 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 seeing live music and how, like, it's it's something that's very, like, important to me as someone who plays and makes music and has just been, like, a music fan for my entire life. Whatever, I do feel like there is something so important and it can be like very life-changing to like go see live music you know like within this like big group of people it like brings you the sense of like community and it's like kind of a transcendent experience in a lot of ways 
I would like to point out so far, this is a wonderful take. I don't think there's anything wrong with this angle that you're pitching. Yeah, I I think that, that like that's my initial take, right? So I was like, okay. metaverse stuff, I mean, it's the idea of like alienating people from one another and hiding mm. behind avatars and like, you know, kind of a boomer take of like, why would you watch a concert in a video <laughs> game when you could just, I don't know, listen to the music elsewhere because like from what i understand and maybe i'm mistaken but i feel like it's just i mean a lot of work was into the animation of course and yeah. the like world building and stuff like this yeah. and i can appreciate that but i do think that the music that's actually being used is just you know the recordings that you could i would think so too elsewhere uh so like from what i've seen that's been the case could maybe it's not always i don't know um so i was like this is kind of bullshit. it's like yeah it it oh is that a? Is no, no, you, you can swear. You can swear. Oh. I, I, feel like I always forget to tell people. Yes, feel free to swear if you have to. It is bullshit. Like, and again, I similarly had that that kind of take when I first heard about this. Like the Travis concert. Before mm -hmm. I watched it, I was just like, "This is ridiculous. Why is a whole generation of kids going to explore music?" in a metaversal or you know before that term even started, but mm -hmm. in a virtual space completely separate from each other yes they, they they are still having this joint shared moment but it's a shared moment from the con confines of your desk at home mm -hmm. <laughs> or yeah, like exactly like yeah you're being separated but then I, and then i had to acknowledge the fact that i watch tv and consume most of my content through screens so I who mean, am i to judge that's also part of it it's like my right. argument Anyway, well, I'll, I'll get to how right, right. how much of a boomer take it is. <laughs> but like, what, from what what I love your boomer voice, by the way. My, I'm a I'm a boomer. Um, yeah. So I was gonna say, yeah. So like, what I understand is like, you get your little avatar, you're running around, you're kind of half listening to the concert, you're just doing world building, exploring stuff. Um, so that is all time. But I realized that my take of thinking this is all bullshit and stupid is like perhaps very ableist <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. which is something i never really considered before like i was kind of listening to a podcast i don't remember exactly what was said and i was like mm -hmm. "Ooh, maybe my take is not so hot and not just a boomer take but also like a hardcore ableist take where it's like in order to access live music like there are lots of barriers for people who have like you know restrictions physically and right. like you know, there's like mental health stuff, social stuff, especially like post COVID, like a lot's going on in everyone's yes. mind, especially like younger people. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to throw out like fake stats. I don't know anything, but you know, it's like a lot of younger people are experiencing like a significant amount of anxiety, yeah. stuff like that. So it's like, there are, there are all these like factors that impede someone from actually going into like physically attending mm -hmm. a concert, mm -hmm. like going into a space. Like what if there's not seating? What if it's not like, you know, wheelchair accessible? Like there's all right. these, things that you kind of have to like surmount in order to get the experience that I just take for granted as like, this is how you experience a concert. But it's like, it doesn't have to be. A lot of people have never maybe experienced that or it's, have had a horrible time because they're facing all these challenges when they're trying to experience what I'm like going off about. But yeah, so I guess these like Fortnite, Roblox, whatever concerts are a way to bring that experience to people who like cannot access it otherwise, Yeah, which is great. I think, you know yeah. what, I think one of the things that's fair is to say that both your takes are acceptable takes. Mm -hmm. I don't think one t makes the other one incorrect, if anything, because yeah. I think it is fair to say that we do want to have, first of all, 
venues should be more accessible that you're mm -hmm. hitting you're hitting a whole other conversation that i am full my sister has special needs i spent my entire life um uh trying to understand and trying to help build a better space and world for her so that mm -hmm. she had access to things and felt more comfortable in spaces and all that stuff so i'm 100 behind everything you said in, in regards to that i also think that it's very fair for us to want the shared experiences of concerts and live venues because i think for artists from because like you said from an artist perspective it is hard i would feel and i'm not an artist but for most artists i know and maybe you can confirm this for me it is difficult to feel the same connection with the audience in a virtual space uh, than i yeah. as i would imagine in a live space in which the audience can react in in time mm -hmm. irl as the kids say and i say the kids because i feel like an old man right now but you know, like when you're on stage and people are reacting, that that energy is a part of the performance. Mm -hmm. And 100%. Yeah. And and then the the looking at it from the virtual world, uh, like you were saying, there's a good chance that the music is pre-recorded or is just like the the album itself tracks being used in some way mm -hmm. or augmented in somehow like they might have added extra vocals or done something cool with it. But that doesn't mean like it's not impossible to say that we want to have live, but we also do need to make these spaces more accessible for people. And mm -hmm. I think if anything that the dumbest timeline aspect of that is the fact that we as people don't necessarily mesh those two, two ideas together. Mm -hmm. I would think to me, that would probably be the thing that is problematic that we try. We want to make the performance as great as possible from an artist perspective and we want to make the experience as wonderful as possible for anyone who's watching it live or watching it virtually mm -hmm, definitely but that, when you were saying this i realized because the, the question of like an artist performing for someone versus performing in a virtual space mm -hmm. again could be wrong here but I feel like there is no performance aspect in the in the Minecraft in the whatever metaverse space oh, okay. on the artist part, right? It's like I, maybe you're helping design the experience, but like the odds. Yeah. And again, I don't know this for sure. But yeah. like the odds that you just can give a bunch of people, like talented, you know, designers, whatever, a ton of money to do your show, and you don't really have to do anything. I mean, I hope they're doing something. Are I, they in the chat, maybe? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope. Please be in the chat while the show is going on. And yeah. then I, my favorite part of that would be people would be like, aren't you on stage right now? It's just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> chat. In a way, sure. <laughs> yeah, that would be the thing where I'm like, I would love to see. I'm sure this is available, and I just did not have the mind to look it up. But like a behind the scenes. <laughs> I, of someone doing one of these concerts i'm like what is your level of involvement maybe some more than others like i feel like i've heard uh you know people like if they're talking between sets but it's yeah. like the labor there if you're looking at this like whatever i guess people aren't paying the whole like economy of the metaverse is also very like interesting and something i don't really understand yep. but from what i understand like my mind block i'm con combining them what oh the uh, is it called Roblox, Minecraft, Minecraft. Fortnite, Fortnite, Minecraft, and Roblox were the three that we saw yet. Like the Fortnite concerts are definitely free. I looked into this and like, are people paying for this? Because yeah. that would make me feel a bit differently about it and like a bit dicier. And they are not, but they can buy merch. Right. I don't know what this but has to do with anything. I, I, <laughs> and I think they're buying the merch for their avatars, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I believe that, you're correct. Yeah. So that's that. And 
which which makes me think i don't know have you ever seen the film surrogate with bruce willis no so no. for anyone who's who's listening to this watching this bruce willis did a film called surrogates once he's a detective and in that world 90 percent, i think i don't know what the percentage is but most people live their lives through surrogates they're not real people you sit in like mm -hmm. a thing and there's like a, a suit like a robotic suit of you that goes out into the world and lives its life and and people like obviously want the best version of themselves so all the surrogates are very very attractive based on like standard ideas of beauty and aesthetic mm -hmm. and the, and they spend so much money for upkeep like hair and makeup and like and every aspect of it and it makes me think of the world that kids play for Fortnite because yeah. there's such a push to have your avatar look the coolest and have the coolest like uh, I can never remember the word, but all those special dances that they can pay extra for emo yeah. emo to emotes or something like, again, this know. is the most boomer episode you'll get where I don't even know half the, the, the terms. I don't play video games, period. Like, I don't yeah. explore any of these spaces. So, like, you're ahead of me. <laughs> this is, I am, like, very ignorant on this whole, this whole topic, really. Um... But no, you're right. I, from what I understand, it's like you're outfitting your avatar, whatever that may cost you quite a bit of money. Like within, I I have written for a mobile game with the oh, cool. uh, in-app purchases, so I do have some insight to that. But I guess I'm assuming it works kind of similarly, where you I'm, get access to more things or more storylines or more worlds by purchasing in-app, like a new outfit or whatever, right? Something like that. So maybe there's some of that going on. Um, I had a point and I totally lost it. Something about, oh, I don't know, just like the whole conversation about the the virtual space and things like this is like I, and I'm wondering if you feel the same way, where like my sister works for one of these companies. Oh, cool. um, I don't want to say which one in case it gets her in, totally uh, get her in trouble, but it's like a good, like ethical free, as far as I know, you know, like yeah. a, a solid group of people from the sounds of it who intend to keep everything free for their players and game designers and all this kind of thing. So that's obviously really cool. Mm -hmm. And like part of her job is uh, working in the avatar. I'm going to fuck this up. But in the avatar space to like kind of help people create their avatars and like see what people want and how to make it more inclusive and like diverse and all this kind of thing. Cool. Like sounds great. But my thinking about this entire space, now that anyone is actually using meta from the sounds of it, <laughs> but I do fear the like... <laughs> Colonization, I guess. Oh, space. Does that make sense by one Mark Zuckerberg or like an Elon Musk figure? Yeah. I don't know. What are your like? Do you think it's I, just I, going to continue to be like an open-ish space with room for all of this free stuff, or is it? Because my th whole thing is like it's going to become like dark and you know not that the world isn't like commercial like whatever. Like I feel like it's going to get very dark and very expensive very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ready Player I don't know if you saw Ready Player One or read the book mm -hmm. Ready Player One. Um, Ernest uh, Klein, I think, is the author. Who And, and in that book, there is uh, a something called the Oasis, which mm -hmm. is essentially the metaverse. And again, for anyone, we're talking about the metaverse. We're not talking about the one that Zuckerberg has already created. Mm -hmm. We're talking in the, cons the, the idea of a virtual verse. But virtual universe doesn't sound as nice. And yeah. Unfortunately, he coined Meta so well, so we're just going to use that. But we're talking about just the idea of a universe, a virtual universe that you can live in. And I, I first, you're right. They, they're already colonizing it just by the sheer fact that they've created the first one. 
I'm hoping that in creating the first one, someone out there goes, oh, I want to make an open source version of this that mm-hmm. can't just be taken over or owned because that part of that idea in Ready Player One is the Oasis was created by someone who was altruistic, who actually believed in giving something to the people. And specifically, you couldn't monetize the, the universe uh, itself. Like you could mm-hmm. make purchases in the universe, like you're saying in-app purchases, and you could buy something, your avatar could look cool and do all those things as usual. But the universe itself wasn't monetized. There's no advertisements in it right. specifically. And and you would need someone like that. And we mm-hmm. don't have anyone like that that I'm aware of no. right now on that scale. Like Bezos, Musk, and Zuckerberg aren't going to give us a free version that we can all just go into for free mm-hmm. and then inside of that space create businesses and do whatever we want. Um, they would always want a piece of the pie. Of course. Yeah. As, as I see it, which is unfortunate. Yeah, of course. But then. Um- I'm sure someone who's, who understands finance would be like, then how do you want them to pay for it? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> They're rich. It's your job. I don't know. Yeah. Someone figure it out. It's not on me. <laughs> I just want to run around in a DeLorean back to the future car and, and, you know, have a ghostbuster gun. That's what I want to do. That's what That's, I want to do. And you may very well may be able to, um, <laughs> what I was going to mention and I totally forgot was, uh, and this could, result i don't know i don't know i'm making like little predictions i'm like it could result in like a huge influx of these concerts like coming up because like and this gets into like not really conspiracy territory but it could be if you wanted it to be uh based on some my my questionable tiktok algorithm (laughs) as we were talking about earlier but there have been like a ton of artists uh who are supposed to go on tour in the fall who are canceling their tours right like this is like a trend for a lot of big artists and like the reasoning behind that some conspiracy minded people have been like, they know something we don't, Uh-oh. which could mean anything, like literally anything. Yeah. Um, that anxiety is going to be fun to deal with tonight. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there have been nuclear war. I, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. It's like crazy shit. These people are saying. So there's that, there's the obvious of like, yeah, COVID the fall. There's always like an increase yeah, in cases. Like it's just right. a safety thing. But also I think the overarching, like, the regularity is that like people are not buying tickets to go see these artists. Maybe for that reason, maybe because no one has money anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like there are yeah, so man. many reasons why like the, you know, these things just are possible at this point in time. Right. And then you look at like the price of gas, how much does it cost to tour a band? Is it worth it ultimately oh, when oh, you're wow. not making money off of streams, you're not making money off of sales. Like you're making money off of your merch essentially. Right. And touring. And then touring has become like incredibly expensive. With yeah. all these rising, the prices of everything rising. So it's like you have to make that decision of like whether or not this is going to work for you. Like, is it worth it? And then it's, of course, like taxing on the performers and the crew, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like, is at this point in time, is this all worth it? And you it looks made like a really dope argument for why the metaversal concerts could potentially be really good. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like people are deciding it's not worth it by and large to tour. I mean, mm-hmm. For all of these reasons and more, you look at, for example, the cost of Blink One Eighty Two tickets. 
Yo, okay, like, so anyone, if you're listening to this, you're outside of Montreal, Blink-182 is coming to Montreal really soon, and the prices for some of those tickets are insane. in the thousands of dollars. People are really upset in the city. There's actually a venue in Montreal, Turbo House. Shout out to everyone at Turbo House. Mm-hmm. Uh, some former CJLO alums there also. And the, the, the people at Turbo House are throwing a concert the same night that's going to be way cheaper. Like, yeah. And it's going to be all Blink-182 covers. So I think stuff like that's super cool. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, it does sound really fun. And it's like a very funny idea and a good call. But it's like, yeah, then you look at the price. So like in order for this group to tour, that's how much they kind of have to charge for tickets. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to go. Like immediately, of course, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to go see Blink-182. That'd be so fun. But I'm like, I am not in a position to spend that much money on a concert. That's like, I mean, not that it would be a joke, but it's kind of as a joke. but like people just don't have the money. They just don't. Yeah. yeah. And so that's another, I guess, accessibility argument, as you're saying, for the metaverse concerts. And I'm wondering how many of those artists who are planned to go out on tour this fall who have canceled may, you know, swap over and supplement their income to a degree by selling metaverse or whatever, virtual yeah. space, merch, et cetera. That's not a bad Might idea. That is not a bad idea. You, it's really funny because when we first had this conversation, we were both kind of like, "Metaversal concerts are stupid," and we were like talking about, <laughs> we were talking about like three D uh, recreations of you know like hologram concerts and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and kind of just like they're just going to abuse the power and you're going to start to have, and this is one thing that I did think was going to be a little creepy. There's a potential to have metaversal concerts of. Uh, artists who've passed away true and that's something that i hope they don't start to do because i feel I like that, see that happening for I, sure and that's when you know and i think if anything this conversation we're having is trying to identify the difference between wanting to give accessibility to people who may not be able to see something mm-hmm. and the other side being wanting to make as much money as you can as possible yeah and and bringing back artists like tupac Amy Winehouse, anyone like that, so that you could do like in on virtual concerts is more a money grab, in my opinion, than yes. it is about accessibility. And that's 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 where I think they're the two sides. Because you did make your ableist con, con- uh, point and angle is very very well said, and I I do understand that, especially like I was saying from my own personal experiences, mm-hmm. the family stuff, and I do understand it a lot better now. And that's not something that at the time when we first had the conversation we thought of. But I I think what we were talking about at the time with like bringing people back from the dead, that's something that I'm I'm a little worried about. Yeah. Like Mark Zuckerberg owns the entire meta space and he's bringing (laughs) all of these art. Like that's the nightmare scenario where I'm like, this is where I jump off a bridge and that's that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think, yeah, just identifying the like little red flags throughout this experience will be very important for like everyone on the whole if they choose to engage with this. Just like, just be mindful, like keep your critical thinking. Critical thinking cap <laughs> yeah. on, you know? It's like, oh, maybe we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, do you remember, this is like kind of off topic, but do you remember this was maybe last year, the year before they created a bunch of songs? I forget what, it was some, I wanna say it was some sort of like suicide prevention campaign somehow, okay. but created a bunch of songs like in the style of and featuring the voices of like dead, artists like there was a oh, Kirk, like a nirvana one the 27 club like, maybe it was all 27 club yeah and there was like the, uh, the nirvana song using ai technology to like oh, make bits and pieces of like Kurt cobain's voice and they like I made this hear, nirvana song i did hear those songs i didn't know what it was made for but okay if that's the reason 
I'm pretty sure it was like a substance abuse or suicide oh, or something. There was some campaign surrounding okay, it. I think okay. it wasn't just to, to do it to do it, although maybe it was. Who knows? Like that kind of stuff kind of plays into the like, had that continued? Yeah. Like, well, now that we know we can do this, it's like, ugh, just like knowing about whether or not you own the rights to your image, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff well, is really scary in the future. It, so... Y- y- like take so taking into consideration they've now developed the technology to do voice recreation which mm-hmm. is now a thing they did it for Val Kilmer recently yeah. for the Top Gun Maverick film they're doing it for James Earl Jones for Darth Vader so they are doing that stuff that exists so we know yeah. that we also have deep fakes now out there where you can recreate some <sighs> of the in very detailed ways we also have the 3D technology to project people in concerts. We saw that at Coachella. And we have the virtual faces that exist. So, Kelly K, in the dumbest timeline today, I think the creepiest and craziest aspect of our conversation is if you put all of those elements together. Oh, yeah. There's potential to see some very unfortunate things. Oh, and I definitely. think it's, it's very fair for us to address that. Those, like you said, those are some red flags that we should be aware of. Mm-hmm. Just, just look watch- out for them. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all we ask. That's, that's all we're asking. <laughs> and my other obsession, we definitely don't have time, but something for people to look into if they so choose, uh, Metaverse Strip Clubs. Oh, interesting. This is my new okay. rabbit hole obsession. And not we- on the Metaverse again proper because from or the yeah, Mark Zuckerberg virtual. verse. Apparently you have no legs still in that. They can't. I heard, it. yes. This is still a problem for them somehow. Jordan Peele was doing a promo for Nope with Kiki Palmer and the yeah. cast. And and first of all, if you guys have a chance to watch, I might put the link in the description for it because it's really funny. But they full on are like, they seem like they're being genuine, but there's enough of like a, like over the top performance that it, you can tell they're definitely making fun of it. At oh one point, God. Kiki Palmer's avatar jumps on the motorcycle and just starts r- r- driving into a wall. And you're like, <laughs> what is happening? Hey, what so, else are you going to do? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, um, Zuckerberg's metaverse, the metaverse exists, and hopefully, someone else will come along and create something that is a little less controlled by a multi level conglomerate that is swallowing up any competition out there. And that's that's something that should scare us all. Um, (laughs) My brain's going into the darkness. I'm like, but if I upload pictures on Instagram, do they have the rights to those images? And do they have the right to my image? And what does that mean for the metaverse? Yo, (laughs) does someone be me? Yeah, is, 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 oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Is, seriously, am I going to end up being on a billboard in the metaverse before I even get into the metaverse? Like stuff like that. These are all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. so this has been such a fun conversation uh, yes. we could probably have it forever because that's how crazy and scary this world is but um, yeah I think we should probably leave everyone with the idea that hey there are some red flags keep watching out for them and, yeah. and hope for the best let's um, not make this a nightmare yeah <laughs> together yeah go team let's cry at night together in a huddle and be okay uh is there where can people check out your stuff where can people follow you on uh, socials and stuff on twitter i'm at local trash queen on instagram i'm at voyeurism 2000 and uh, my partner and i released a movie a quick plug called death trip last year it's a horror movie it's available to watch on amazon prime for free in the states flex and 2v in canada or you can like rent it and stuff. But if you want to watch it for free, which that's how people operate, and that's fine. Yeah. I support it. You can do that. Or Death Trip Movie, also on Twitter. That's so Never great. Tweet. Yeah. 
thank you so much. I had such a great time speaking with you. you People make sure you check out all of Kelly's stuff. And uh, we'll be back with another one. As I always say, uh, this isn't the darkest timeline. It just happens to be the dumbest one. And based on everything we just discussed, I feel like it's pretty obvious it's a really dumb one, folks. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be back with another one soon. Peace, everybody. See you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>